Hello and welcome to Into the Aether. It's a low-key video game podcast. My name is Brendan Bigley. I'm Stephen Hilger. Stephen. Yes. Since we last recorded, you have played Apex Legends. I have. And we have played Apex Legends together. And also worth mentioning, since we last recorded, the only video game I've played is Apex Legends. Yeah, absolutely. But this is also the first time we have played a game together on PS4. I think maybe ever. Is that true? For the f- definitely for the first time since we started this show, which is kind of nuts. Wow. Um, I feel like we've yeah. talked about it a lot, but never. Oh, you know, you and I played um, Smash Brothers a bunch. Oh, we did. We did. But yeah, this is the first time I think that you and I have played a PS4 game together. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Yes. Uh, and it, it being this, which is like so outside <laughs> my sphere of, of things that I seek out in life. Um, yeah. Okay. I'll say right off the bat. So last episode we talked about it. You were like over the moon about this game, like many people. And honestly, what you were putting down, I was picking up. I, I really <laughs> liked what you were saying about it. I was, I was intrigued. Um, and I wasn't going in like, cause I think so much as the FPS battle royale genre doesn't really like appeal to me. I'm also not one who like automatically detracts from it because it's that. Like I think some people are like very quickly writing games like this off because they are yes of this make. Um, so I think there's like you know I, I'm kind of in the middle there. Um, regardless, I played it and it's it's just great. Like it's a lot of fun. <laughs> like it's it's sort of beyond criticism where it's just so fun to play. Yeah, that. Like, I, th- I think you touched on a lot of brilliant points in the last episode where you talk about, like, what separates this from being something that feels very derivative. I mean, certainly there's a very clear influence. Like, I I initially was kind of on the fence with the sort of Overwatch style, like heroes and right powers and like uh, the the ultimate meter. I'm like, this feels like very kind of copy pasted, but when you actually play it, 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 it definitely feels like its own game. Um, All of those choices I, are very purposeful. Like, I, they, yeah. wouldn't, they wouldn't have made the game be that if it didn't work in cohesion with itself. And the characters, too, like, their ultimates are not like in Overwatch, where, like, in Overwatch, you're pretty consistently using the powers your heroes have, and all the heroes, like, move differently and have, like, different base stats. And it's, yeah. like, a very, like... It almost feels like you're playing a different game if you're playing like diva versus Farah versus you know soldier or whoever they all kind of like nod to a different genre of games in some ways definitely um, yeah which is kind of cool this game doesn't have that where like everyone is basically the core character they're the same like no one does more damage than the other no one runs faster than anyone else it's all like you're you're just just given a different kind of aesthetic and vibe and also you're given uh different abilities which like range from being like just inherently helpful for everyone to be like very specific yeah and i find that you don't really use your ultimates too often so like for example the first character i played as was pathfinder Mm -hmm. who's the goofy robot and he gets like a grappling hook and his ultimate power is a giant zip line and like you're gonna use the grappling hook on your own it's not gonna really help your squad at all but like it will help you yes (laughs) uh and you can do some creative things with it that are fun like one of the first things I did was like an Uncharted Four esque like swing on the hook and like mowing people <laughs> down. Like this fucking rules. Yeah, that was the moment that like kind of sealed the deal for me. Totally. And the zip line is like a very situational thing where you know if you're far from the ring and need to get out or whatever. Like, um, but then it creates those really organic moments of discovery and of 
of just like simple fun honestly mm-hmm. um i think that's the strength of the game is that just the core game is so much fun to play moment to moment even just like not seeing people and sliding around which kind of is emblematic of like <laughs> like how i operate in these games and yes. like how i played sports growing up i was the kid that just stared at the sky and like watched the leaves change color <laughs> But this yeah. game lets me do that in a way. Like, obviously, I like, you know, the, the you know, fighting other squads and like that, the moment of surprise when you do finally see people or if you just jump right into a crowded area. It's great. It's just, it's just a fun game. I, I don't know if it's going to be like my go-to game for a long time. And I think like, I do want to kind of wait and see how much I'm wanting to play this like a few months from now. Mm. But playing with you and and playing with friends like i i have a great time yeah and i think with the characters like they have enough character and the game has enough of a vibe of its own that it doesn't feel too derivative when you're actually playing it yeah to double back to your point about the ultimate abilities like not feeling overwatchy like the ultimate abilities you're never going to use one and that means you win whereas a lot of times in overwatch it's like okay i'm using my my self-destruct diva thing and like that's it for the other team because they just have yeah. to be standing in the spot you know what i mean like <laughs> timing your ultimates together yeah i mean there's some fun stuff you could do like i did uh gibraltar's ultimate he like makes that giant dome where like nothing can Actually, that's not his ultimate. His ultimate's like an airstrike, but he has that ability where he creates like a dome of protection that nothing can nothing can come in, but nothing can come out. Yeah. So what I did, because I, I play Wraith usually, I made a portal inside that dome and then I made it somewhere outside so we can kind of zip back and forth yeah. to this dome. And like, it doesn't last too long, but it was like a fun moment. But again, very situational. You're not going to like go in and be like, okay, everyone had their ultimates. Cool. Let's do them all at the same time and win. Right. I find that so. a lot of times the, the active ability. So whatever's tied to the L1 button is like usually more powerful and more interesting than the ultimate ability for like almost yeah, every single character. Like Pathfinder, I think is a great example where like when you use an ultimate and it works out in your favor, it's more like a, I can't believe that this is happening right now. Kind of fun. <laughs> Whereas using the active ability is more like a, I'm doing this strategically. Yeah. Which I, I love. Like whenever whenever the zip line happens and works out, it's like this is the best game I've ever played in my whole life. Um, or same thing with like the Wraith portals. Uh, if you're Bloodhound and you use it and you can see people through walls and run around super fast and he's like breathing deeply and everything's in black and white. It's like yeah. an adrenaline pumping moment. But it never means that you win. Like it's right. never it doesn't even give you an edge up in a lot of instances. It's just like thing a cool too, thing like, you can do. I truly don't care if I win or lose in this game because I, I just yeah. have fun being in the world. Like there are some there are some moments where like I land and I just get like punched by someone who doesn't even have a gun. I found like a grenade and that's it. That was yeah. my story right that time. <laughs> and then other times like we get to the end, but like we may not have even met anybody yet. And then suddenly it's like, we're coming in real hot, having not warmed up gameplay wise and everyone else is like, you know, pitted against each other. So I am just really enjoying it. I think sometimes I, I, I guess I just enjoy being part of an event that is outside of what I normally gravitate towards. Yeah. Um, and kind of seeing like, Oh, like what makes this as popular as it is? Mm-hmm. Um, That's exactly how I felt about Fortnite when it came out on the switch was like, here's yeah. my chance to see what is up with Fortnite kind of be on an even playing field with a bunch of other people who are also testing it out at the same time. So it's not like I'm jumping into an esports arena. It's like, I'm, I'm just kind of like enjoying the game as a new yeah, player. Uh, as we say, I almost said Gatorade hell Mountain Dew hell. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I, you know, I think, I think the, the critiques of the monetization are like valid. I mean, I don't really, I, 
again it's free and like of all the free to play games i've played this feels like the most ridiculous that it's free yeah because of just like the production value so i i eventually just kind of like paid 10 bucks and like got whatever that was worth and stuff um oh did you yeah i got one of the or no i paid 20 i got one of the characters and like a few packs or whatever Mm. there aren't really the skins are pretty muted compared to like yeah what you can get in Fortnite or overwatch i wonder if that's to make you not stand out as much um yeah i could see that there's more flair with the banners uh which yeah. are like before the match starts it shows like you to your teammates and like your stats and uh i have one for wraith that's just like a bunch of cartoon ghosts it's very good yeah so like i think that's where you can kind of show more personality the skins kind of feel at least currently feel like you know what type of camo do you like and do you want like a (laughs) 90s kids game on your on your torso yeah yeah there's (laughs) like like there's like um really expensive legendary skins that kind of break out of that a little bit but even not much like a bloodhound skin is always going to look like you just stepped out of the mud yeah exactly and i can see them adding more as as i mean the game's only been out for like three days that's what's so (laughs) surreal about this game it's like it came truly came out of nowhere and people are kind of talking about it we didn't know this existed and immediately people are like oh like here's what i want from this it's like, yeah hey, like i'm just still digesting that it exists right <laughs> um, i guess because it's so even though it does have a vibe of its own it is so connected to like current trends like it's hard not to feel like it's like a continuation of something we already know yeah but yeah i i just i'm uh, i have my notes here i wrote simply having a blast and That's yeah, so wholesome. I'm, yeah, it's it's honestly it's it's a great time. Um I think there's a lot there's a lot to celebrate about it. I think that as you pointed out in the last episode, like the the diversity of the main cast is like a really huge point, especially in a game like this. Yeah, I think, uh, for a game that straddles the Mountain Dew line that hard, <laughs> like the fact that they're thinking about it's important representation amongst their legends, I think fucking rules yeah and i think that's also and the fact i I read some articles about this but the fact that there is that representation in the cast and you also don't need to have a microphone to like communicate with your teammates because the ping system is so good yeah i mean it's sad that like harassment on on that kind of communication is so common that like it becomes a selling point to not have it yeah but at the same time it's amazing that like you can now i mean like I don't experience that being who I am to an iota of that degree, but I also don't like having it on because, like, yeah. just, you know, it's, it's, it's just awful for everyone and especially awful for some people. Yeah. So, My move in PS4 is I always create, like if I'm playing by myself, I will still create a party, like a PS4 party that is invite only private. And it's just me in there just so I don't have to hear anyone in the game speak ever. Yeah. I do that with every game I play. Yeah. So there's a lot there's a lot to celebrate about this game um and i'm surprised at how much i'm enjoying it so just yeah. uh put that on the record yeah to it it was surreal to hear me because i was also kind of like <laughs> last week was rough so when we recorded i was like yeah mm-hmm, sounds good uh-huh, yeah, mm-hmm, <laughs> sounds great can't wait to play it okay, well i specifically uh, picked in the in the dragon ball super like previously on segment i specifically picked a moment in the e3 episode where you were like i don't like battle royale games and i don't think i'll play them <laughs> <laughs> just because I, you know, I just because my, by the time i was editing that episode you and i had already played apex legends together and i knew that you loved it 
my Vegeta redemption arc is here. <laughs> so I'm at the point where Vegeta grows a mustache and his family doesn't notice, and that's the whole episode. Yeah. Versus like being like, I am a prince. Yeah. <laughs> I could do a better Vegeta impression, but I will be evicted from my apartment if I do. It cannot be not loud. So. <laughs> yeah, true. I was I was also time. about to do one. I was like, I don't feel like yelling today, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just out of curiosity, which character did you end up buying? Oh, I bought uh, Mirage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I bought Mirage. I, I want to unlock Caustic because uh, I've set him up to be the villain in my head because he is still the most Mountain Dew of all of them. He is literally uh, like I, I was rewatching the like intro cut scene because uh, I was just showing the game to a friend of mine yesterday. Uh, so I rewatched the intro cutscene, and then also just like I went through his voice lines recently. Like everybody is kind of like goofy, fun, weird, or whatever, or, like serious, but like that's their vibe. Caustic is just straight up a serial killer that yeah. is like allowed to hang out <laughs> with like fun, goofy robots. And, like, yeah, one, I think bizarre. his opening line is like, "I will not apologize for simply expediting the inevitable." And yeah, I'm like, this dude like posts on forums like, "Huh, you believe in religion?" You know, like <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> yes it's like there was like uh i one of the voice like so in the game there's kill leaders it's like whoever has the most kills in the server that you're playing on at that given time and then when they die somebody else becomes a kill leader and then there's always like the announcer like the the uh stadium announcer that's like new kill leader you know it'll do that and then sometimes someone on your squad will mention it and caustic's line was like new kill leader i'd like to be that one day (laughs) (laughs) Just in case you haven't gathered, I'm a I am, bad guy. I am an evil person. Yeah, the intro, like, in the It's like Xehanort, like, sitting there <laughs> dressed in all black with yellow glowing eyes. Like, I wonder if he's the bad guy. Even when he's on my team, I'm like, ugh. Like, I don't feel good about it. We were actually, when we played, we were on a team with, like, a really good caustic. Yeah. And I was, I remember I, oh, maybe it was, maybe it was another match, but whatever. I died, like, very early on because yeah. I'm not good at this game. Uh and caustic was like with with the team ping he was like we should retrieve our teammates fallen banners and i was like no just leave me i want to be dead like i don't yeah. want to come back i don't want to be on <laughs> leave, side leave me dead a few shaken up mountain dew should do the trick <laughs> <laughs> oh we should mention because because we didn't mention it in the last episode but caustic's whole thing is like he drops down these big uh these big towers that like emit a poisonous gas which yeah. hurts the enemy team and also hurts your teammates which is like amazing <laughs> it doesn't, doesn't hurt him though <laughs> yeah it doesn't hurt him it it's an incredible <laughs> an incredible choice for respawn and then his Give ultimate me. just drop he drops a bunch of them and it just creates this giant poison gas cloud <laughs> yeah you see him following this guy do the dude <laughs> <laughs> dropping cans of yeah time. yeah you know how like when you're falling there's like the trail that comes behind you like that's just him yeah. with like spray cans <laughs> of aerosol mountain dew <laughs> yeah he's the worst so i didn't pay for him i paid for mirage he was like the complete opposite yeah uh i think my yeah so who i play as i've been playing as wraith i do like bloodhound a lot because of their ability to like scan the area and see enemies yeah and Bangalore is also pretty fun because, like, she she feels the most tangible to Overwatch. Like, it feels like this the things she gets are mm-hmm. very directly like helpful in an offensive way. Like, she gets a smoke bomb and an airstrike. Yeah, 
she feels like a good starting character to play as because everyone else feels a bit more specific yeah definitely i play a lot as lifeline that i mentioned who i mentioned last episode she's the healer she has like a little health bot and then her ultimate just drops like a care package for your team which sometimes has like better armor and stuff in it but usually also just gives away your location to everyone else who's playing and then you die immediately (laughs) (laughs) that's like and that's the thing is like some of the characters like uh lifeline's ultimate and and bangalore or not bangalore um triple alter's ultimate like sound really good on paper but then like everyone knows where you are yeah like you said yeah um so that 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 trade-off is kind of nice yeah um, but I, I do think just to double back to the point from before like i think the the making of your constant active abilities like way more interesting and more powerful than your ultimates is like a really smart move because you feel constantly in control and then the ultimate is like let's be bad for a second you know i also like seeing because you have i didn't realize this at first but everyone has like finishers as well so yes like, if an enemy is downed and they're like bleeding out you can like go over and do like a cinematic like john cena like do you see me now kind uh-huh. of like a finisher yeah. <laughs> caustics <laughs> <laughs> I, i've always seen caustics as like a third party watching it he just like looks at you and then like shoves you to the ground oh that's it it's like yeah it's like very not intimidating <laughs> he probably like quotes nietzsche at you or something yeah he writes you up <laughs> yeah <laughs> and i'm giving you a one-star yelp review <laughs> <laughs> They, they all have extra ones like you can unlock extra ones like I unlocked one for lifeline where because lifeline is like so goofy and fun and like jovial all the time. Yeah. One of her one of her finishers is she literally like straddles the person and then puts her finger up to her lips and goes shh and then injects them with something that oh kills God. them. It's like really brutal. That's awful. It's yeah, like this really... is the antithesis of this character. <laughs> Even Caustic is like Ugh, they should flip those I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, although, like, I don't want to play a game where Caustic straddles me and injects me with, <laughs> with deadly serum. Yeah. This uh, is what makes Mountain Dew green. Ow! <laughs> ow, 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 Caustic, get off me. <laughs> yeah, don't pay money for Caustic. <laughs> or do. Yeah, I, I, my whole thing was if I play enough of this game to get to the point where I can unlock a character, like, with the in-game currency that I've just accumulated through playing, then I have played enough where it's like worth spending money to unlock yeah, the other character. I, I'm near doing that. So that's why I was like, cause you know, I'll eventually unlock one of them. Uh, Mirage and Caustic are the two unlockable ones. Yeah. And he said, they're going to add a new character every three months. Yeah. They're adding four characters this year. They have a whole roadmap for, um, for 2019, which is are like they all going to be unlockable or are you going to get some like right away? Do we not know that yet? I think they're all going to be unlockable. I think it's going to be kind of okay. like that, but I think like every three, like if you continue to play this game by every three months, you will have enough currency to buy the yeah, new character. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Yeah. Because I've already gotten enough currency to buy one of them and the game's been out for a week and a half. That's what I do. I will give Overwatch is like they, you know, they've never charged. Like you can critique the loot box system for like the skins and all that. Yeah. But like, you know, all the characters have been free, which is, which is great. Um, yeah. But that is also a full price retail game. So yeah, um, I'm amazed that Overwatch isn't free to play. I could see Apex Legends pushing Overwatch into a free to play territory. Uh, maybe i mean it's been out now for a few years that's sort of what happened with uh with tf2 eventually yeah that was free to play and they probably made more money off of hats than the actual game i think they actually did yeah they did um which is kind of wild but yeah i i don't i i think that that's a whole other discussion of like i do think there's still a lot to critique 
with the loot box system and like how that might still be exploiting a number of people's like gambling addictions like that's still very valid yeah and sometimes i so one of the things that a lot of people give apex legends credit for is publishing all of the um all the like drop percentage chance uh, for all the like different tiers of items in the loot boxes like it's right there on the page before you buy them which like is good but is also the law in many places around the world and like them yeah. just adding that to the united states store like doesn't really change the fact that okay somebody's gonna see that you can get an epic thing uh with a five percent chance and they're like i'll play those odds and then do it over and over again like that's <laughs> not good that's not a good thing yeah so I, I get that but i think for people who are kind of detracting from the game without playing it i think you should play it first yeah 100 uh, someone like me who like was in every position to write this game off, which I didn't, but like, you know, this is not what I go for. Usually I'm having a great time with it. Um, yeah. And you know, like we, you also don't need to spend a dime if you don't want to. Yeah. Um, I'm just doing still, it. Cause I like, I like supporting games like this that, that are, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, that, I just that like was my thing enough. too. Yeah. I, I, I played enough to be like, okay, I can, I can give 20 bucks. Um, I'm sure I've spent more than that at this point on overwatches. Like, <laughs> like whenever there's an event, I'm like, all right, here's five. What do I got? Oh, cool. A voice line for a character. I don't play. Yeah. I got, <laughs> Oh, cool. Reaper now goes, I win. That was worth it. <laughs> I won this time. <laughs> My name is Reaper. <laughs> Reaper and Caustic are definitely like in the same ska band. I feel like I keep it's so funny. I keep thinking to myself, like, which of these characters is the Reaper? And I think it's either Wraith or or Caustic. I haven't decided yet. Wraith. Yeah, Wraith is definitely the the more like kind of serious character. I like her a lot. Yeah, um, she's great. Uh but yeah, she's not quite edgelord WWE enough to be like on the same level as Reaper. If yeah. anything, she's almost like a weird her it is worth noting out that her like intro animation is literally tracers like yes. that was the moment where i was like okay guys like this yeah. is like the like the zip zip mm-hmm. zip and it's like the same it's like pretty much the same yeah but she's like a kind of more grounded tracer i guess but yeah there's some great characters like uh pathfinder 2 also has every right to feel kind of derivative of bastion and of other other characters but yeah i think the game also kind of pays tribute to what it has been influenced by yeah so like it doesn't really i'm not like um excuse me respawn uh the pose <laughs> is the same right you know it doesn't really bother me yeah so. a couple things worth noting about this game real quick first of all just to uh clarify like they have a roadmap that they have published for the next year like they have already talked about like here's what is going to happen in every season we're adding a new game mode in season two but well season one is the first one that's going to have a season so that's exciting by itself they're going to introduce a new character in every season uh, a new map eventually things like that which is awesome and then also kind of on the flip side but like by the time we had recorded i think like a couple hours after we recorded the last episode they came out and said that they had 25 million players already wow for apex legends just by comparison it took i think 60 to 80 days for Fortnite to hit that after it launched somewhere in that vicinity which is wild uh it's also been the most watched game on twitch since it launched Jeez, yeah i mean it's it's a lot of fun and it's one of those things where like i think in i think that when talking about games it's like worth noting that sometimes things that are popular are popular because they're like good and well made i think there's this notion to I think that there are plenty of like 
beautiful games that kind of exemplify games as a medium as art in ways that you don't see in the spotlight often that are worth like singling out and pointing to Mm -hmm. but i think that that can exist alongside like a very kind of mainstream event like this where it's like okay like this is a they are in completely different spheres you know like uh celebrating a game like this while also celebrating a game like hollow Knight, you know like they don't have to be mutually exclusive yeah so yeah i'm, I'm happy to be part of it and and i don't think it's going to be my go-to thing because i'm really bad <laughs> i'm so not good at this yeah, game you'll get better i i've gotten a little better but i'm still like when i I'm, i feel like i'm doing well when i just haven't seen anyone yet i'm like wow we've really lasted a long time like because i'm a coward i'm running through the mud <laughs> it's worth noting that anyone. the first game that steven and i played together we won that's true we very much did win, so maybe I'm better than I think. Yeah, we, yeah, we won know. the game. I the the just to kind of touch on your point, the the lamest thing that I keep saying about this game is that it feels to me like an Apple product, like the first generation of an <laughs> Apple product, where like a lot of people made smartwatches, but the Apple Watch was like the first one that was like, oh yeah, that's probably what it should have been the whole time, you know? Yeah, kind of same thing with smartphones, where like the iPhone came out, I was like, oh yeah. Yeah, that is what a smartphone should be. It shouldn't look like a Palm Pilot still, like 15 years after the Palm Pilot came out. Um, that's what that's what Apex Legends feels like to me. It's like, oh, yeah, this is this is Battle Royale. This is this is what it should have been. Um, yeah, at least for that me. happens a lot. Again, no, like I, you I, said, it's subjective. But for me, sure. like this is the game that I wanted Fortnite to be or PUBG or, you know, pick any of them. Yeah, and this is a game that like I didn't want that I'm enjoying, which I really like experiencing that. You yeah, know, it's nice to kind of be surprised in that way without kind of like, because I think a lot of times uh, the way like we're set up to and like experience games is sort of like hype and then like this kind of sense of like, oh, you better please me with this. Yeah. You know? Not that like, I mean, I think there are people out there like Caustic who say that consciously and directly. <laughs> yes. But then there are people who, you know, like it's hard not to be set up to feel that way when like something is announced three years in advance, you get excited for it, it comes out and it doesn't hit every bill because you've had all that time to build up this thing and here's a game that just comes out of nowhere and is a lot of fun yeah so yeah that's my that's my take on it apex legends i have said this to many people and i will say this again on the podcast there's no reason to not try it because it's free yeah you might like yeah, it honestly yeah it, especially if you're someone who maybe is like put off by it in some way like you know if you feel that way after playing it like more power to you absolutely I think that's, that's what i know, think like yeah every game that's free that people talk about i try because why not it's like yeah. it's like if a show is on netflix like give it two or three episodes and then decide if you're going to keep watching it or not you know right right anyway yeah, caustic's documentary series is kind of disturbing <laughs> he has his own like weird planet earth but it's all about like fungus yeah he's like the natural decomposers of life are a lot like me um <laughs> anyway moving on moving on i like your characterization of caustic what about him oh just like <laughs> I just oh, we had a lot of fun with that character. I never expected him to be like the source of jokes, but oh yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like he's the only like extremely serious one. Yeah, and that's it because they're all like goofy and fun, and then even Bangalore, <laughs> like the the like established soldier, like the Soldier seventy six vibe. Like you can tell that she's got like a lighter side to her sometimes. Caustic yeah. is like he's got nothing but, but gas. <laughs> <laughs> he's Wario without the like cartoonish vibe. Can you imagine if, like, you get a, a Apex 
<laughs> you get an Apex loot box. You're like, okay, cool. I have a I have a cheetah print gun now. That's great. I got some crafting materials. Oh, I have a new voiceover cosplay. Wow! <laughs> Here I go. Just jumping from the sky. Oh, I missed. <laughs> If they make a skin for Caustic that is yellow <laughs> outfit, with, and his apron is purple. Cloves <laughs> of garlic on it. Wow. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, his death grow being, oh, I missed. It's like everything I want. <laughs> wow. I can I, I can do Wario, but I can't talk as him. I just want to say I will not apologize for expediting the inevitable as Wario so badly. <laughs> Respawn, give us I will I will buy Caustic. I will pay double if he is Wario now. <laughs> <laughs> just the jetpack of farts. Okay, let's get out of here. <clears throat> let's escape Caustic's gas. <laughs> Steven, we're back. Hello. Hey, uh, recently Hi. Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct, the first of 2019. They did. We they learned did. a bunch of things. Yeah, you have a list of everything that happened, right? Do I, you just want to go through it? I do have a list of everything that happened. I wrote it all down. Thank yeah, you for it, doing that, by the way. You told me after the Direct that you were like, I wasn't super excited about a whole lot of it. Well, we, we can get into detail of like what I guess I wanted. There, there's a lot of stuff to be excited for. It yeah. definitely feels like first of the year kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I guess I was expecting I was expecting something a little different, but it certainly wasn't like bad news. It just wasn't a lot of good news <laughs> other than some glowing examples, which we'll get into. Yeah, I think, you know, obviously everybody went into the Nintendo Direct just hoping to God that they were going to talk about Animal Crossing at all. But like yeah. they front loaded the announcement of the Direct by saying like this is a Direct that's focused on Fire Emblem and like a couple other things. So I wasn't really expecting yeah. it. And also now that they haven't said that Animal Crossing is coming by the summer, because a lot of the games that they talk about in this Direct are coming out between now and the summer i feel like animal crossing is going to be like november this year i think yeah, we'll hear I about wonder, e3 i could see that like being their e3 game i guess I, my disappointment was more because like you know they did the only thing they said specifically was fire emblem yeah and like and we'll talk about that more i honestly think that game looks awesome um mm-hmm. but they're also like it was going to come out next week now it's coming out in july and i was like oh and they're like, and we also have a weird, like, Jason Voorhees game. Like, what is this? <laughs> yeah. But a lot, a lot to be excited about. Especially, I mean, the announcement that no one saw coming was the Link's Awakening remake, which is very cool. Yeah. Uh, I'm into that. Um, I actually have never played Link's Awakening. Um, oh, yeah. I played so, a little bit of it. Yeah, I didn't play much of the... I was more kind of immersed in the 3D Zelda world, so I haven't played a lot of the top-down ones other than like mm. Link to the Past on yeah. Game Boy Advance later on. Link's Awakening was like a little bit before my time, but I've heard great things. I had it on Game Boy, but that also means that I played it when I was so young that I'm sure I didn't see a lot of it. Like, I have no yeah. recollection of it really besides like the load screen. I have a lot of friends who are like diehard Zelda fans, and that is their favorite one. I mean, I think there's like... The Zelda franchise, every game is so good that you can make an argument for any of them being I think you know, so the too. best or yeah. your favorite. But yeah, so that is cool. But we'll we'll start from the beginning. That was the big that was the big like post credits like never saw it coming announcement. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which was cool. I just like I had no idea that was coming. I was like, okay, like this is neat, but yeah. come on, where's Tom Nook? Where's my boy Tom? Uh the first thing that got announced was Mario Maker Two. Oh yeah, that's cool. With the addition of slopes. <laughs> that's like the Wait. big tentpole feature of super mario oh, maker 2 yeah well because that's like you could do so much crazy stuff with like sliding down with like the tanuki suit and stuff mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I've not played the first Mario Maker. I've oh. seen a lot of like results of it. I think that like it being on the Switch seems to make a lot of sense. Yeah. We talked about this. We talked about like an alternate future where like the Switch came out and it like launched with Mario Maker 2 and New Super Mario Brothers U. Mm-hmm. And that being like the darker timeline of just like <laughs> Yeah. Um I mean like those games are both great, but like I'm glad we kinda got like Breath of the Wild and a lot of cool indie stuff first. Yes. And now we're getting this. I may or may not pick it up. I think it'd be fun to mess around with. I feel like it's a very it's like a very powerful tool that they just kinda give to everyone. Yeah. So like if I had more interest in game design, which like I do certainly, but I I guess I just am a bit intimidated by it in a weird way. Um, I would almost want to watch like a tutorial before jumping in. Yeah, I so I played the first one for Wii U um, and really liked it, not because I made any levels, because I did not. I didn't make a single level. I just went on and played uh, other people's levels. And they had a lot oh, of like cool. really smart things where they would like find the, the ones that were kind of highlighted by the community. And then they did a thing that was called 100 Man Mario or like 100 Mario Challenge or something like that, where you had 100 lives to get through like a certain amount of levels um, that got like increasingly more difficult as you went through them. Um, and it would like randomly select the levels every time you went in. So it was kind of like a roguelike weirdly in that way. Yeah. Which I really liked. I, I think there was a lot of like really kind of ingenious community stuff that was kind of hampered by the fact that if you wanted to play a specific level, you would have to get the like friend code of that level specifically and like type it in, <laughs> which was the worst. You have to communicate with your player's parents through Morse code. Yeah. Uh, send them a blood sample. And then alt- give it to the altar of caustic. <laughs> <laughs> you can play for now. That's just like, even if he doesn't have a canister, he just like signs off. Yeah. Um, On his late night show, there's not a drum symbol, but it's like, hey, uh, so have you seen the news lately? Uh, they say that uh, natural gas, one of the leading causes of natural gas, get this, is uh, is a methane from cows. Uh, they could have just said my name was caustic. Oh, ding dong. <laughs> ding dong. I don't know what I like that, that was. Yeah. There's a comedian in um in one of the Fallout games that ends all his jokes with like hoo ha ding dong. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, let's get out of this horrible joke. I mean. Yes. Mario Maker 2. I forget when they said it was coming out, but it's this year. Yeah. Or do you do you think you're going to get it? Uh, probably not. There's enough on my like to get list that i will probably skip this one but it's yeah. a very cool game and it's a very powerful it's a very powerful game yeah i feel uh, it's, it's <laughs> <laughs> do you ever play the rpg maker games uh no no i didn't those those games are like legit like i mean there there are some straight up games that have like gone on to receive great accolade that were made in rpg maker yeah. like yumi nikki uh, i believe an element of undertale was an rpg maker actually mm. um to the moon i played which was a great rpg maker game yeah i played the second one which was in 3d and there was like a weird blur you couldn't get rid of whenever the characters walked but like 11 oh. year old steven made like a very like final fantasy ass rpg that will never see the light of day awesome um, i love it but yeah it was <laughs> you were just cloud with like different hair it was amazing <laughs> that's great yeah i would love I would love to be the kind of person that really wanted Mario Maker 2 to make levels, but I'm definitely not. Like, I bought the first one kind yeah. of thinking that that might be me, and then I started making some stuff. I was like, eh, this isn't for me. So it kind of became more of like a novelty than anything else. It's like, let me just see what other people play or, or what other people made. But outside of that, like, it didn't really hook me as much. I still kind of really enjoy the extremely crafted 
Nintendo experience of like buying a new Super Mario Brothers game. Like I bought, we we haven't even talked about it on the podcast at all, but I bought and have been playing through New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, which is one hell of a name. It's my favorite diner menu item. <laughs> Comes um, with coleslaw and it's Dale only coleslaw. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just coleslaw. <laughs> Woohoo! I just get coleslaw this time. Um, <laughs> we're a fucking mess. <laughs> um, <laughs> Usually, when we go off the rails, it's at least good. I'm just like I'm literally throwing garbage at you constantly. Um, I don't know if I need more coffee or something. I don't know what happened. I'm sorry. You're talking about uh, Mario Brothers U Deluxe. Oh yeah, yeah. I I, I got that game. It's you know f- fucking perfect. It's like a it's an incredible Mario game. It's it's every level is is excruciatingly detailed in its design uh, and care and like enemy placement and and everything. I I love that game. It's great. Um, and I really will not get that experience out of Mario Maker Two unless they do a thing which I really wanted Mario Maker One, which is like the ability to create a set of worlds so like if somebody was like here's eight worlds of a game that i made in mario maker 2 like that would be my Mm. shit because you can also Mm. switch out your character models and stuff so like you could finally make the super waluigi world if you wanted to if (laughs) if they had that ability that's amazing yeah i wonder like i feel like if i was given this this power to create i would just make like i remember i think back to like six-year-old steven playing uh wrecking crew on the nes um mm-hmm. and there was an option in that game where you can make your own level and i made i just made it called like the impossible level and yeah. it was just there was no part of the screen that wasn't taken up by eggplant men <laughs> so like, <laughs> like you had no time to react it yeah. would start and then you would lose so I've do you know about the rule then. in mario maker where you can't upload a level unless you can beat it oh really that's, yeah that's a very that will that will definitely make it a more palatable experience. There is so uh, waypoint.com uh, vice.com's like gaming arm has been doing uh, like a running series where they check in every once in a while with this one guy who's been making the same level or has been trying to beat his own level for like I think two to three years at this point. Oh wow! Because he kn- he built it in such a way where he knows that it is completable, like you can actually do it. But he hasn't been able to beat it, so he can't upload it yet. Um, <laughs> and they check in with him constantly, just like how's it going? Like, can you believe that you're like still doing this? And he's like, I'm gonna get it one day. And when that happens, it's gonna be amazing. But Mario Maker Two will probably be out by then, <laughs> unfortunately, and we'll have to remake it again in Mario Maker Two. God. Maybe at a slope. <laughs> Sisyphus. Yeah, talk about slope. It's Sisyphus. Just over and over again. Oh my yeah. god. Anyway, let's super move on. Sisyphus There's too. Um, super yeah. Sisyphus, <laughs> Greek tragedy maker. Uh, here's the. Uh, anyway, yeah, let's move on. So I think we should do 15 minutes of material about every game that they. Hey, is this thing on? Uh, anyway, see in the news lately, uh, they say video games. <laughs> <laughs> Same video games what, Steven? <laughs> no, it's not me. That was caustic. I had nothing to do with that awful late night bit. Delete this. Delete me. The next game they talked about, I can't talk about, but it was Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Um, we've announced yeah. that the date is summer, uh, is as much detail as we gave, and I can't Very say anything exciting. else about it, but are you excited about it? Yeah, absolutely. I like those games a lot. I... Uh, I like sort of the kind of local co-op gauntlet logins. Gauntlet gauntlet logins. I am. Um, <laughs> hey, Caustic, it's me, your band leader. <laughs> 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 
Brendan just like turned. He, it's like you're watching. Like, it's like you're watching the most enjoyable train wreck of all time. <laughs> Every once in a while on this show, I just lean back in my chair and, and watch things unfold. Well, whenever I get, whenever I get like seized into the rift of my own imagination, you just kind of leave the room and see how long it goes on. Yeah, I love it. It's great. I don't feel like I'm in control. I, that's why I think I like Wraith because she's just like, constantly like hearing voices and like, what do I do? Where do I go? <laughs> she's constantly doing voices. That's how I feel. I can't stop that. Just I. Now that we're completely off the rails, I can't stop thinking about your voice from the last episode, the new one. I'm a new voice. That thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally like your brain split off into a new splinter universe and you were like yeah, you just like that. birthed a new being it's, it's my time to talk yes. was that. good lord hey this thing on what's the deal with airline food alright we've lost every subscriber uh, they're gone goodbye thank you for giving us a chance <laughs> alright um I actually like need to recenter myself. I feel like I, got, I feel like we got thrown into a Mario Maker level that was unbeatable. Um, uh, what were we, what game were we even talking about? We were talking about Marvel Ultimate Alliance three. Yes, I'm excited. I love playing as the Hulk with friends, mm-hmm. and I love. Pl- I know, honestly, I, I was before I said Gauntlet Logins. Mm-hmm. I do like playing that kind of local co op. Uh, Gaunt lit legends-esque experience yeah it's gonna be online co-op and local co-op which i love oh cool that's great (laughs) i'm excited let's move on yeah uh after that was um box boy there's gonna be a new box boy game um did you play any of those i have not they're they're cute they're like that calculator game do you know what i'm talking about there was like the game that was on everyone's calculator where you would like put a box down to like get over a ledge Whenever, for some reason, I feel like you've said the phrase calculator game before, and I just think of writing hello upside down, <laughs> like the four, three, one, one, zero, like hello. Um, that was my calculator game. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't yeah. know. On some people's graphing calculators in high school, I remember some people had a game where you would like put boxes down and basically somebody took that and then turned it into a Nintendo 3DS game. Uh franchise cool. called box boy which they're all adorable and cute and this one has like 300 yeah. levels in it or something and is co-op which is great it, lo- it looked fun it looks like a fun puzzle game yeah it is very cute it's very clean speaking of co-op there's actually a lot of co-op stuff and looking at the list uh yeah. captain toad they're adding a free co-op update um which i think is available now you can play all of the original captain toad co-op right now and then they're adding a whole like second selection of worlds that you can buy, I think, for like five to ten dollars that are specifically designed to be co-op, which is cool. That is very cool. Um, what else? There's a new platinum game called Astral Chain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the whole that whole trailer, I kept going like, what is this? And also like, do I like this? Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly how I felt. I still don't know where um, I land on it. Like, am yeah. I excited? I like platinum. Me too. I very much do like Platinum, and it basically looks like like RoboCop meets like Fifth Element. Yes, you know those are the exact two things I was gonna say. (laughs) I it definitely like (laughs) it was the most uh, talk about like someone that kind of comes out of nowhere, and you you still can't get over that. I can't believe that you just said those two things. (laughs) Yeah, which is like now that I pitch it that way, I will probably get it. Um, it, It. it was like 
I mean, like, you know, you and I both like anime. We've played a lot of games that are heavily rooted in that mm-hmm. aesthetic. Uh, this was the most overwhelmingly anime thing I've seen in my entire life. Yeah. Or one of them. But it looks fun. I mean, Platinum knows how to make really fun, over-the-top games, and uh, I'm into that. Yeah, so. same. Yeah. So we'll probably... I'll, I'll I'll wait and see with that one. Like, it won't be, like, a first-day purchase for me, but, like, I'm definitely intrigued by it. Yeah, same. Yeah, I, I just need more. I need more information about what's going on there. <laughs> do you or do you just like I feel like it's it's almost at its perfect balance of like I don't know what this is, but I'm intrigued. Yeah, kinda like the um kinda like Death Stranding at this yeah, point. That, yeah, yeah, exactly. But uh but yeah. Is Death Stranding the new Kingdom Hearts three? I keep trying to figure out what the new Kingdom Hearts three <laughs> is now that that's out. Don't plant this seed of like Goofy holding a baby in the void like, <laughs> into my head. Get me out of here. I'm trying to get back to reality. Probably. I mean, I don't know. Like, I've definitely seen a lot of people compare the Metal Gear series to Kingdom Hearts, oddly enough, in terms of like both being infamous for like a lot of cutscenes, a lot of like, you know, convoluted narratives and, and all that. A weapon that could destroy Metal Gear. <laughs> Sora, have you? S- <laughs> That's good. Why have you been holding out on me this whole time? Uh, I don't. I don't break out the Mickey Mouse very often. Do that again. That was great. Dance. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wait. I, I honestly. I honestly need to get a glass of water and like recenter myself. I feel so <laughs> like like in another realm right now. Hold on one second. I'll okay. Right back. Goodbye. What were we just talking about? What was the last thing we talked about? Was it Astral Chain? Uh, it was Astral Chain. Oh, okay. I, I'm kind of going out of order here, uh, just talking about stuff, but there was also a demo for Yoshi's Crafted World, which I haven't played yet. Are you interested in that game? Um, I think like I like the I like the vibe a lot. I feel like the the Yoshi series has kind of established itself as like the you talk about like games as a vibe. It's like the most kind of zen mm. platform experience you can have. I liked Yoshi's Woolly World a lot. I didn't own a copy, but I enjoyed playing with a friend. I think that those games definitely kind of need co-op to like shine, honestly. Yeah. I'm I will probably also wait and see on that one. I do love like I do love the how it's all just, you know, crafted materials, all like the different outfits that are like paper crafts in some way. Yeah, it's so um, pretty. Yeah, it's a really beautiful game. So I, I I may pick it up, but I'm on the fence. Just because, like, it's another kind of first-party $60 game, you know? Yeah. Here, here, like, honestly, I'm absolutely not getting it. Like, there's no way oh, okay. that I'm going to get it. But on your on your point of vibe, like, I find that when those games get challenging in their platforming aspects, it pulls me out of that vibe that you're talking about. Where, like, it should be zen, <laughs> it should be fun, I should be able to just fly through this and, like, enjoy my time with it. But every once in a while, it's like, no, here's a really fucking hard boss fight for no reason. Like, okay, yeah, that's not what I came weird... to this game for. I like that in other games, but that's not why I'm playing Yoshi's Crafted World. Yoshi kind of has had a weird... Because Yoshi's Island was was Super Mario World 2, and that game yeah. just rules. It's a yeah. classic. It's amazing. Um, uh, It's a classic platform. It's not especially hard, not especially easy, just like a good game. Yeah. Yoshi's Story was, I think, the kind of first like breakout starring vehicle, which I think kind of set up the whole vibe of like Yoshi being in this world that is like artistically made. Mm-hmm. And I, I remember that game being a lot of fun. I've not played it in years, but I remember it being a fun time. I also remember liking it at the time, but I haven't <clears throat> yeah. played it since. But I think it was 
kind of a surreal platform. I don't remember it being, again, not especially hard, but it was interesting. And then Woolly World felt like they kind of really scaled back and was like, we're going to provide you with like just sort of a visual, like lighthearted experience. Mm hmm. So I wonder, like, what is Yoshi's, what is Yoshi as a series of its own bringing to the table that Mario isn't? Mm. Um, and that's kind of, like, I love, like, I love that Yoshi has their own thing going on, but I wonder, like, what that is. Like you said, if, when they suddenly introduce harder levels, like, well, is this the vibe you're going for? Um, yeah. Like, what is, you know, what is that? So. Yeah, I, I probably will end up skipping it, but I'm you know I'm I will wait and see. I think I, I there's a part of me that would really enjoy a game like that. So yeah, it's I'm sure like at this point in Nintendo's career, the Yoshi games are probably easier than they were like when Yoshi's Island came out and things like that. Yeah, but I just I just can't bring myself to like do it. Like I I want it to just be like the cute Zen platforming game that they have, and like that could also be Kirby maybe, but Kirby also gets like surprisingly challenging at times. Yeah, but that kind of works for that game in a way that I don't think it does as well in Yoshi. Yeah, Kirby also kind of stumbles into like I'm in art land with the Kirby's epic yarn. Mm -hmm. Everything was like knitted. Yeah, yeah, very cool. Yeah, looks very pretty. Another thing that was announced very quickly, Bloodstained, um, not Symphony of the Night, Ritual of the Night, I think it's called. Or Oh, was that the very Castlevania looking game? Yeah. Wait, do you know about it? <clears throat> no, and I, I just knew that it was like, oh, this is very Castlevania-esque. Oh, it's yeah. by the creator of Castlevania, oh, Symphony of the Night, sense. who cool. then left Konami and was like, they're not letting me make another Castlevania game, so I'm just going to kickstart one, and it's this. Um, oh, cool. That's and awesome. From what I've heard, because they released like a like a prologue mini game kind of thing. It was like a couple hours long, like version of of a Castlevania game um, that is available for Switch, I think. And people really loved it, like really loved it. So if this game is anything on that level of quality, I think it's something to look forward to. If you like Castlevania games, um, I do. So I might get it. I don't know. I'm, I am playing Symphony of the Night right now, kind of ambiently, though, in some of my free time, which has been great. But yeah, it's uh, a classic. Bloodstained coming in the summer at some point. Cool. Uh, coming in February is Delta Rune for free. Oh yeah, I I uh, guessed a bit. Yeah, that. yeah. Because at first I was like, oh shit, is this the full thing? I said, chapter was okay, but I'll probably get it because uh, I honestly would love to play again. I'd rather have it on Switch versus the weird like low key virus file that was on the website. Yeah. <laughs> but that is very very cool. Yeah. I'm excited to play that if I ever beat Undertale. Don't put if there. You will. Don't worry. I, I'm having a very hard time with Undertale. Invite me over and I'll get you past where you are. Then you'll be fine. Okay. That sounds that great. You, that's, that was a bit egocentric. You could do it on your own. I believe in you. Don't, I don't give up. I don't think that I can. Stay determined, my friend. Okay. All right. You said the thing. <laughs> a very interesting announcement that i literally cannot wrap my head around but here it comes anyway is assassin's creed 3 remastered coming and may 21st like, i'm getting targeted ads for that nonstop, and i'm like i d like what do you think what did i click did i like google abraham lincoln too often or not uh, george washington <laughs> i mean the right era i fucked yeah. it up yeah i don't really care <laughs> well also they uh we got an announcement for uh fire and blue no um the assassin's creed sorry assassin's creed 3 yeah have you played the third one i haven't played it i've heard like that's kind of where the series sort of started to trip over itself yeah that was the that was, i bounced off that game so hard i think i sold it within the week that i bought it i was like nah and then just gave it back <laughs> yeah so i wonder why they're like i mean you know 
it's fine. I just I just don't understand why three, the one that nobody liked, instead yeah, of I could get two, like one, which is the three. one that everybody points to, is like that's Assassin's Creed. Yeah, it's kind of strange. Which um, would so not that. push the hardware as hard, also, because like, <laughs> yeah, there's literally frame rate skips in the Nintendo Direct showing off Assassin's Creed three. Like, it looked. I am not a person who cares about frame rate. I don't care if it's not thirty or sixty I. or whatever. As long as it's like consistent, I'm fine. Like, as long yeah. as I'm not like noticing drops. I was noticing drops in the Nintendo Direct. Like, that's not good. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, no thank you. I won't get it. Yeah, I don't know. I, maybe maybe it'll be fine. But, like, also, it wasn't when it came out. So, I don't <laughs> think it will be now. I, the only reason we're talking about it is because I just think it's funny how much I've been seeing it, like, pushed. Yeah. Like, I've seen, like, eight tweets, like, who's excited for Assassin's Creed 3? And everyone's like, no. No it one. feels to me, and I I don't know why we keep bringing this up, or why I specifically keep bringing this up, because I think I still can't wrap my head around it, but it feels to me like picking Pirates of the Caribbean 3 for Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> this It feels like, why would you pick this Assassin's Creed to put on the Switch? Yeah, Not even 4, yeah. the pirate one, which rules. Yeah, exactly. That is kind of bizarre. <laughs> I love it. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> just, let's just pick the worst game. Okay, yeah, we gotta move on. <laughs> because <laughs> you know because pirates i feel like it's like saying bloody mary into the mirror if we say pirates of the caribbean three too many times we're gonna go right back to the yeah. chaos realm that we just like, exited <laughs> did it did you watch the the clip i sent you or did you not watch it um i did not watch it yet but i'm okay. going to the 300 the crabs he turns yeah. into crabs <laughs> yes <laughs> i stopped playing kingdom hearts 3 after that moment i was like that's actually a pretty good ending <laughs> <laughs> that wraps it up all, all of to, the story it all led to this it all led to johnny depp exploding into a hundred crabs made of light i think that's all i really needed out of the end of kingdom hearts have you not played more since then nope oh really yeah that was it <laughs> did you like not to get into it but did you just like decide to not finish it or are you just sort of done for now um kind of done for now i i think i'll probably finish it eventually but i'm just playing so much apex legends now that i kind of don't gotcha. desire to play anything else um unless well, i'm on a train credit, credits roll pirates of the caribbean 3 the beginning and end the of the journey yes yeah. what else happened oh uh there was a kind of update for super smash brothers ultimate um they said yeah. that 3.0 is coming soon but we won't know when Tell you what it is they were just like there's an update okay cool but then they also joker, said the joker's happening in april in april he's gonna be in april yeah, yeah. I, mean, I think at this point smash gets their own direct so they probably can't like say too much um do you think but, that like the super smash brothers 3.0 update is going to get its own direct i don't know i i, I don't really it's possible I, mean, I i think i think at this point they might do a direct to show off joker gameplay uh, and then and announce the next announce character the next character yeah, yeah. i was actually because one of the other big announcements from the direct which you know we can talk about if you'd like is the uh the definitive version of Dragon Quest XI on so Switch excited. in the summer. I actually had kind of buyer's remorse getting it on PS4, because I'm mm -hmm. like, this is like, you know, because the big thing they said was they replaced the soundtrack with like an orchestral soundtrack, and I'm yep. like, I have 80s synth, like, <laughs> 80s synth hell. <laughs> Dragon Quest XI, 80s synth hell. Yeah, but, I mean, it comes out in the summer, it's not unthinkable that i might get it on switch too because I, I do think that that's a game that i would prefer on switch honestly yeah that's um, why I'm so maybe out. i'll get it but uh but yeah i i i bring that up because one of the characters that's been like 
uh, talked about the most for being another DLC character is one of like, uh, I forgot their name, but one of the protagonists from like an earlier Dragon Quest game. So I was assuming that that was going to be announced at the end of the direct. Yeah. Um, that's also as soon as they started showing Dragon Quest, I was like, okay, cool. So where's the Smash Brothers announcement? Um, and yeah, happen, exactly. So not, I, not that I, think I like. Not that I necessarily want that to happen, but you know, it just it sort of added up for me. You don't want um, another uh, Sword Boy. I'm fine with Super the Sword Smash Boys. Brothers. Yeah, as long as they're fun characters. Yeah, that's true. Um, I was thinking about it too with Fire Emblem. Like, you know, there's a lot of Fire Emblem characters. There's like too too many, even as a fan of the series. Mm-hmm. But like. There are so many kinds of characters in that series that I'm surprised that they do just settle for like who has a sword. Yeah. You know, I think Robin and Corn are a bit more interesting, but like there's like <laughs> there's a guy with a skunk tail who turns into like a bigger skunk. I'm like, why isn't he in <laughs> <laughs> Who's um, the kid with the with the pot on his head? Oh, um uh Donald. Yeah, Donald's give great. me Donald. He has a pot yeah, on Donald's his head and awesome. I think a broom, right? Doesn't he fight with yeah, a broom? Yeah, he fucking rules if you get good if you level him up enough. Yeah. Um, Loric is maybe the character. Mm. Uh, uh whatever. I can I'm trying to trying to find who the Dragon Quest character was. I don't remember. I'm sorry. <laughs> anyway, uh after that we had an announcement for Final Fantasy 7 coming in the end of March for Switch mm-hmm. and also Final Fantasy 9 released later that day. today yeah i and i've been uh i have a whole other podcast in me about that series so mm-hmm. i'll i'll wait to talk about that later but very excited i have been playing final fantasy 9 which uh, i will either talk about this time or next time yeah but yeah uh very very cool yeah I'm excited about that i'm excited about it specifically because you have told me before we started recording that you now think that nine is the best entry point to the franchise which I love the idea of so I'm someone who my favorite like era of that of that franchise I would say like six through ten ish Mm -hmm. Um, like after ten is kind of where I started to fall off a bit but I think like it's sometimes hard to recommend people like just pick up Final Fantasy six even though I think that's like a classic it's hard like it's a lot to kind of adjust to Mm. Um, but nine and I'll get more into specifics but I think nine is like a really still feels really fresh in a lot of ways cool. um and i think that it's a very like inviting game with a great introduction cool so, yeah i i'm just glad that we're getting all the final fantasy games so when i eventually do dive in and become one with the franchise <laughs> I'll, I'll have my pick of uh whatever you say is yeah the best I mean, one. it's like i have my original copy of nine but like it's literally four playstation one discs yeah and like in 2019 it's just a lot to ask of me to like <laughs> open my 2010 binder and like pull out disc two yeah 40 minutes into the game so i i like it on switch i'll talk more i can i have a lot to say about it so i can say that for another time but cool uh, except i am sad like many people that, the, that eight is not yet on switch um it hasn't been announced yet happens. either right no i mean they when they announced it they said <laughs> seven nine uh ten ten two pocket 15 and i think that's it right those are all of them maybe not six they didn't announce six it's kind of like when netflix gets disney movies and they're like okay we've got uh tarzan uh we have like you know yeah. it's like where's Beauty and the beast where's mulan um <laughs> where is mulan <laughs> we have tarzan we have uh treasure planet um like ah don't knock the- treasure planet i love that movie and atlantis I- 
<laughs> I haven't seen them in years. Atlantis uh, is like... on Netflix right now, by the way. <laughs> of course you would like Atlantis. I, I don't know. Like, that came off shitty, but... Like... <laughs> If I had to bet, if, if they're like, name a fun fact about Brendan you didn't know up until now, I'm like, I, he will defend Atlantis. I just know that. <laughs> I feel that so strongly in there. Someone just described um, my my work habits. Like, they were like watching me work, I think, in the office. And they were like, you look exactly like Milo in Atlantis when he's in the boiler room and nobody will listen to him. <laughs> like that is my aesthetic at all times at work they're like you look just like the diva from the fifth element but when the stones are being pulled out of her i'm like yep that's what i'm going for you look just like caustic in that cutscene where he's writing on a clipboard and watching have people you die. seen caustic's late night show on mtv2 it's really uh really cutting edge uh anyway there are two more announcements anyway, in this direct let's do it um i might have left some out i didn't mention them all um but the, the there was two- a lot of weird like not i i love that they're highlighting some more indie stuff but like it was not the indie games that i think like were like i yeah. like there was that weird horror game there's some other ones i'm like why is this getting like 15 minutes yeah and, like demon x machina is one of them they got a demo yeah. like i yeah will maybe play it because it's you know a free demo but i'm also like not super interested until it comes out i think right and even then i'm not sure yeah but regardless yeah the the other big announcements were uh fire emblem and link's awakening so i think i don't know we kind of talked about link's awakening already like it looks beautiful and cute and whatever yeah i think they'll be they'll be they'll be awesome i think we could probably uh talk more about fire emblem yeah um, i would like i think i definitely got more and more excited for this one um i was pumped because like this is a series that has been game boy exclusive for a while yeah i think um, they made like one on the wii right wasn't like that they the made console one, one on the wii and they made one on the gamecube that was the one that ike was in oh I yes, yes for yes. my friends <laughs> uh just to give you a little ike mm-hmm. trivia there um <laughs> hey welcome to caustic's ike <laughs> trivia podcast <laughs> Uh, I think you're wondering why can I play as old and young I can smash <laughs> who knows anyway uh, <laughs> so it's been a while the last two were the last two were awakening and fates uh, for the game boy the game boy 3ds that's what it's called the, the new game boy 3ds I'm a, I'm a mess today I'm having fun with it but woof what's going on um, so I've actually only played awakening and fates but hmm. I love those games I know you're you just recently started replaying awakening haven't you yes um, j- very quickly I thought that I had played more of awakening than I had and then I loaded up my save file I was like you got to chapter four would you like to delete this save and start again <laughs> I was like yeah I think so yeah absolutely. and uh, I have now played on the train two times on my way to work and back from work and in that time i have gotten to where i was previously so it turns out i have not played as much of awakening as i thought um but i'm loving it now and i will talk about it more extensively when i've gotten further into it yeah i love awakening um that's that's also if you're curious about the series and have a 3ds um as someone who got into the series through that game i think that that is a great entry point um yeah totally uh, still still look at a guide because like they don't tell you how to play it um right. but it's super fun and it's just a good time yeah. um so i'm pumped for this new one and it really does look like like that it could have been literally just like in the same hemisphere as or the same like the same like level of execution as yeah. awakening and fates and i would have been happy i know exactly it, what you're talking it about it feels yeah. like it's a console game like they have gone like yes. just the fact that they're 
kind of like Pokemon, you get so used to like staples being there, like that. I remember when I first played Pokemon X and I can move diagonally. I was like, oh my god, it's, yeah, it's happening. My dreams of moving diagonally. Yes. Um, but with Fates or uh, with uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses, I think it's called. Yes. Um, the cutscenes are like fully animated, so it's not just usually just got like a background and saw like you know their their like profiles with text um but now you actually see them in the the environment and it's a very like uh hogwarts-esque academy setting yeah uh where like you play the role of a teacher and you choose like which faction you are mentoring and i love that i love when games uh we talk about this a lot like with into the breach and and dead cells when games kind of like in the story of the game give context for why you are the one like in control yeah um in fire emblem awakening you're it's actually kind of like magical where you can just like see things the other ones can't so you're Mm -hmm. the tactician yeah um in faith it's a bit more uh concrete you're just like the chosen one prince or princess um and in in three houses you're you're this like professor basically yeah and so the game traditionally is kind of cut between like having downtime with your crew and turn-based strategy combat and the combat looks awesome like the animations look dope yeah there's an added element i wish they kind of explained a bit more of but you can add like armies to your units which i'm really curious to see how that works because the series has a habit of making all the kind of magic or healer characters just like complete sitting ducks for Mm -hmm. like the first half of the game and this is a game where if a character dies, they're done right. for the rest of the game. You can turn that off, but you're not really playing Fire Emblem if you do. <laughs> um, yeah, so like I think that the armies might be a, a good way to kind of buffer characters who might be harder to level in the beginning, which I'm totally into. Yeah. Which which house do you think you'll join based on what they set up there? Um, I'm not sure. I, I just remember like as soon as they announced that they have the three factions, I was looking at it. I was like, okay, cool. So they have like literally taken the Pokemon Go thing and put it into fire emblem <laughs> like they're even the same colors it's red yeah, yellow red, blue, yellow and yeah. blue i don't know who was who is the one that had like the i have to i have to look them up real quick there was like a, there was an obvious choice for me <laughs> who was yours oh, interesting um i was split between all three actually um so i'm interested to see who your obvious choice was i i need to do a bit more investigation like what the story is and like what comes with that choice because i imagine like uh, if it's anything like Fates, there's a whole cast of characters that became either allies or enemies, depending on your choice. So yeah. I don't think it's just that one character that you that you get. Um, it's it's the yellow, the yellow faction. Oh, Claude, I think his name is. Yeah, yeah. That, that dude rules. Uh, Claude definitely definitely was appealing to me as well. I kind of like the shitty like boy for the blue army. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like because I just know he's gonna be. Like the red is led by this like very like cool tough uh woman general, and then Claude is the yellow army, and then the blue. Like I just know no one's gonna pick blue, so part of me wants to do that. <laughs> it's yeah, like, just this shitty dude. I mean, um, we'll see though, because like by the point by the point in the game when they're gonna make you choose, I'm sure you will know enough about the three that it will be an actually sure. obvious choice for you. And I'm glad that they. That it seems like it's big enough that that choice, you know, will all be in one game versus like having to buy three games. Yeah, I really didn't Fates. like that about Fates. Yeah, it's it's especially bad because I mean they're different enough games that in practice it's actually not terrible, but the fact that that choice is laid out to you as if you could choose is kind of weird. Yeah, um, 
but uh i'm really excited for three houses i think it's gonna be i'm almost kind of glad that it's coming out in the summer because like I don't think my schedule really allows for me to spend time with that game that I want to. Mm. Um, and Fire Emblem is definitely a game like that. If you start playing Fire Emblem, that kind of takes the spotlight away from whatever else you're playing. Yeah. Because it's a game that shines the more you invest in it. Um, yeah. That's why it's fitting re- really well into my schedule right now, because like when I'm home, I'm playing Apex Legends usually. And then when yeah. I'm on the train or commuting and stuff and I'm out, I will be playing Awakening. And I think it's just it's just a great series because there's truly nothing that kind of scratches that itch where like it gives you what you get from a game like Into the Breach where it's like very strategic and like very uh, addicting in that way gameplay wise. Right. Um, And then also gives you what you get from from games like Mass Effect or Persona where like your playthrough is going to feel unique to you because depending on what characters you pair up or how you play who lives and who dies and, and who uh tells you know, your like, story exactly like your story is going to feel specific to you and i think oddly enough linking this back to apex legends i think <laughs> that um the reason i like that game is because every scenario feels unique like every playthrough yeah. feels like a different uh not a different story but i mean I- i'm someone who looks for stories and stuff and like even in a game where there is none like i like having that experience yeah feeling like that was a unique that was a unique adventure that will never happen again um yeah and Fire Emblem, you know, I mean, some people like kind of calculate it to a scientific degree with like, okay, these are the best characters to pair up because then their son from the future will inherit this ability. And like, that's cool if that's how you play it. But I just kind of like seeing what happens. Yeah. You know, I think that like. It is very cool that like that level of depth is available for those that seek it out. Sure. But that the but game also is also like, accessible enough that you don't have to even think about it. Exactly. So I, I don't know, man. I'm really, really pumped for uh, for Three Houses. That might be like one of the games i'm most excited for this year short of like the shadow question mark maybe last of us part two and mm-hmm. animal crossing fire emblem is like right up there yeah with, with those i think just to touch on the point that you made right at the beginning like the reason that i am excited about this game because i wasn't like going into the nintendo directors like i'll hear something about fire emblem i'll probably be a little bit excited about it i'll probably buy it when it comes out and like whatever um you know it it, it, it occupies the same space in my brain as uh, rockstar games do where like i always buy the rockstar games because they're always like a huge big event and then i always play them for a little bit and i'm like this isn't for me and they've never been for me but i continue to buy them and like that's what i thought about fire emblem um and then during the direct kind of like you said i was expecting it to just be like an awakening or like a, a fates kind of situation um and for some reason setting it in an academy making you choose between factions like it seems like there's such a heavy emphasis on communication between party members in this game in a way that like Mm -hmm. it's kind of sidelined to a to a menu um in in the other games like i love that focus because that's what i think most people go to that game for outside of the the um tactician side of things it's like you just want to see the characters like interact with one another yeah Um, so the fact that they're making it almost a 50 50 split instead of like a a 90 10 um like it's been in other games i'm excited about that i think it's great i think you're right that it feels like a console game and because of my excitement for that i've gone back and started playing awakening which now i'm like loving in a way that i never have before yeah i'm like fully uh, sucked into it 
I was scoffed at our old video game website because we did our game of the year for yes, 2013. I remember. Awakening. And everyone's like, have you heard of Bioshock? Boo. And I was like, uh, I have. It was my runner up, baby. Yeah. Um, the only game I played that year was Amazing Spider-Man 2. <laughs> <laughs> I think Watch Dogs Hell came out that yeah. year also. Yeah. 2013 was, I mean, that was, I think that was the year Last of Us came out. I didn't have a PS4 at the time. Mm. Why did I have that job? Anyway, um, <laughs> uh, so. Fire Emblem. Yeah. I'm really pumped for Fire Emblem. And yeah, if you haven't played it, I would say, um, if you don't have a 3DS, you might just be out of luck. Uh, maybe don't, because it's illegal, don't get an emulator and don't play one of the old Game Boy Advance ones. But, <laughs> uh, um, if you do yeah, feel like doing I'm, it legally, I think the 2DS is like $50 now. Oh, okay. Or like 60 bucks. So like you could get, you could get a fire. There are also pretty for, good deals on the 3DS. Uh, like my roommate just got one that looks like a super Nintendo. It's pretty dope. Oh yeah. I've seen um, that one. Yeah, it's cool. And like, it wasn't much at all. And the library for 3DS is like very good. It's unreal. Um, yeah. It's also backwards compatible with DS and there's a, there's an online marketplace. It's honestly like probably the best library like of all systems right now like to be completely honest i think it is yeah yeah i i I think that um very worth getting if you and there's also new games coming out for it still yeah which is Um, amazing which is incredible so yeah i i would recommend picking one up if you're interested in these kinds of games yes um there's one more game that got announced that we have to talk about uh, okay. It did not get announced at the Nintendo Direct like I was expecting. It was announced the next morning, uh, and it's Hollow Knight Silk Song. Oh my god! Yeah. So yeah. basically, the way Hollow Knight worked was it was a Kickstarter game. It came out. They said that we're making a bunch of free DLC updates for it, which all came out already. Um, they all added their own like wild things. One of them was um, like a it was the lifeblood update and added a bunch of charms and stuff. There was another one. Uh, that added like a whole new side quest thing with like a weird like Tim Burton-y kind of circus that comes to town and like fucks you up. Um, and then there's another one that was like a boss rush mode that had like a bunch of extra bosses and like this whole thing where you're like fighting for the gods. Um, not unlike Dragon Ball Super now that I think about it. But anyway, um, they said after those updates came out, they were going to release a paid DLC where you played as Hornet, who is one of the uh, side characters in the game. Um, and... I don't know. We've just been kind of hearing about it for a long time. And then earlier in the week, they said on Valentine's Day, we're going to give you an update on the Hornet DLC. So just like stay tuned for that. Like, okay, cool. I'm excited to see what it is. Like, I would love to be able to finally give Team Cherry more money because I paid $10 for Hollow Knight or 15 or whatever it was and like got, I think, 100 something hours out of that game. And it's like maybe my favorite game of all time. So I just want to give the money any way, shape or form. So I was excited about it. And then I wake up on the 14th and literally the first thing I see uh, is that the Hornet DLC has become an entire ass sequel to Hollow Knight. It is the second Hollow Knight game and you're going to play as Hornet in a completely new place, world, new bosses, new story, new everything. Unbelievable. So excited. And that's coming out this year, right? They have they didn't even commit to 2019, so I don't know if it's going to be this year. Um <coughs> it looked like really done though. And I don't know if that was yeah. just for the trailer, but like it looked polished. I'm like more so polished than Hollow Knight one, honestly. Yeah. And it's kind of ironic because, or I guess it's more serendipitous, <laughs> excuse me, um, <laughs> that that was the worst thing I've ever said. I, I became caustic in that moment. The first thing I said when I played Hollow Knight, when we first talked about it, like 
my first thought was like, can I just play as Hornet? She's so much better than I am. Yes. <laughs> and that was like immediately uh, given to us. So yeah. yeah, man, it's, it's unreal. I think that that's for both of us and for the show, that <laughs> game is like oddly like our driving force and kind of like mm-hmm. our, our mutual love. So I'm really, really excited for that. Yeah. Um, it's coming out for Switch out the same year. time as PC, which is great. Oh, cool. Um, so there's not going to be like the one year delay between PC and Switch. Um, that caused us to have our rift in the game of the year <laughs> uh-huh. 2018 convo. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm over the moon. I can't even believe that it's happening and I, I'm just extremely ready for it. Yeah, I'm super excited for that. I, I do hope that comes out. If if this year has Last of Us Part 2 and Hollow Knight 2 come out at the same time, like that's that's going to be unreal. Yeah, I that's- can't wait to fight with you again. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like that would be the one game that would contest Hollow Knight 2. I feel like mm. depending on how it's done. Uh, I I to be honest, man, I was thinking like what is our fight going to be next year? Yeah. Uh, not that I look forward to hostility at all, but you know, you got to change it up every now and then. Yeah. I will say just like kind of on the outset, Apex Legends is probably going to be in my top 10 by the end of the year. Same. That was actually that to be completely candid. Apex Legends was the first game I played this year where I'm like, this is in the top 10. Like yeah. this has to like it's Monster Hunter fun, World. But for the, this year, <laughs> it's the number five or six spot currently. Yes. And it uh, came well, out. It came out in the first like month or two. Yeah, yeah. It's the Monster Hunter World. I love that. That analogy. Um Speaking of which, we got to get back into that. We're going all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, Silk Song, very excited for that. That looks mm-hmm. unreal. Also, just a real quick thing. They did also announce that the new Mortal Kombat, which I don't really have any interest in, is coming out for the Switch. But I just thought it was funny that they couldn't show like anything. <laughs> so it was like Mortal Kombat's on the Switch. And it was like Raiden like taking a shower and then they cut to the next thing. I completely like, forgot that that happened. Yeah. I, that It just sort of like, you know... More power to you if you like that. Uh, if you if you're looking forward to that game, I, I've enjoyed the series in the past, but like it just gotten to a level of gratuitous violence where I'm just like, okay, like I know that that's the series like brand. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not like offended by it, but just sort of like I don't really want to spend my afternoon like watching Strikers spinal cord splinter off into yeah. <laughs> several directions. So Same. no, thank you. Nintendo Direct. Nintendo Direct uh is that it is that was that all of it that is uh at least all the stuff that i wrote down yeah i mean that's that's basically like if i had to oddly enough astral chain is pretty high on my list of things i'm excited (laughs) for from that direct uh as is fire emblem as is link's awakening yeah i think link's awakening is a really cool uh it's cool that they're doing that because i think that while you simultaneously had breath of the wilds as we've said repeatedly being like the big step forward Mm -hmm. link to the past or sorry um link's awakening is like a really nice nod to like more old school fans yeah um totally and people who prefer like i know plenty of people who prefer the sort of top-down dungeon crawler experience of zelda yeah um so that's the game for you uh looks very fun yeah yeah this isn't the first time that nintendo has kind of experimented with this i think um metroid samus returns is a really good example on the 3ds where it was like they took metroid samus returns which i think was a game boy game if i'm not mistaken also added new visuals added some new mechanics to it and stuff and they were like here it is you know it's it's a remake with a bunch of extra shit and that game ruled it was so cool and interesting i think it's also very like it's really sweet that it's Link's Awakening because that's a game where when that came out, that really showed like 
the Game Boy can have full scale adventures on it. Because mm-hmm. like at that time, the Game Boy was such a limited technology, or the, the hardware is so limited that, you, that a lot of people didn't feel like you could have like a full fledged game experience on it. Yeah, and Link's Awakening was one of the first that like showed you you could in like 1993 or whenever it came out. Right, and then and now when you have the handheld system being the main system, like it's a really nice like C. Like we told you we could do this and we are still doing it. We're still pushing yeah. the boundaries of what you expect from a handheld console, which I think is really beautiful. Yeah, I think so too. And so. I love that that game switches between top down and side scroller um, and you like yeah. jump on Goombas and it has chain chomps and like definitely <laughs> so a link, definitely a link between worlds vibe as well. Yeah, which, totally. You know, was the remake of or the sequel to link to the past. So yeah. it's fun that they have an ongoing like, timeline of of those zeldas alongside the like the big new ones yeah it makes me really Um, happy to see yeah yeah apparently uh i forgot who it was but one of the game directors behind link's awakening was quoted in saying that when they made that game it was as if they were making a parody of zelda Mm. which is why like like i think mario and luigi are in it like in a weird like alter like they have like different character names but like it's a very it's probably one of the more lighthearted zelda games yeah um so Fits right in with the Switch. Yeah, I think that's going to be exactly what I want on Switch, um, especially around like Animal Crossing season, you know? See, I think in short, from the direct, like talking about it with you, it, it's, I, I felt the moments where it felt underwhelming and I felt the moments where it felt exciting. Um, most curious about Astral Chain because, like, what is it? Uh, but it <laughs> yeah. looks fun and most excited for Fire Emblem. That's kind of where I'm, mm. where I'm at. Yeah probably mostly same with me uh fire emblem i think is the thing that i walked away most excited about uh link's awakening i think is just like i just know i'm gonna like it so i'm not like excited about it you know it's just right. like uh, when it's as soon sure as i get i'm excited about it yeah exactly and without going too much further into it like the thing that i am actually really excited about is marvel ultimate alliance 3 i love those first two games i'm yeah, so i no. can't believe that it's coming back and i'm so excited to play it i am too and i think that that's a series that like the switch kind of focusing on both online and local co-op is really nice yeah i don't like the term couch co-op i wish there was a different one but like mm-hmm. i do like that experience Futon co-op there you go is that better that's it that is be- love seat co-op <laughs> there we go that's the final evolved form <laughs> um yeah <laughs> love seat co-op with caustic my favorite late night show all right caustic <laughs> needs to retire he's done he's done from this um, um you want to wrap up i would love to wrap up I'm, uh, I'm done here as always thank you so much for listening brendan and i really appreciate it we have a lot of fun doing this show um and we are happy that people seem to like listening to it. Yeah, we just had so much fun doing the ending that we have to redo the ending now. We had to redo it. It got too silly. <laughs> this is a very silly episode. Yeah. But yeah, uh, sincerely, thank you. I, I have a great time doing the show. It's one of the highlights of my week. And if you like the show, we got a Twitter page, at IntoTheCast. Uh, you can review us on iTunes. Um, that always truly helps. Uh, and if you don't want to write a review, you can just rate it. That's also equally helpful. Um, anything to add to that, Brendan? Um, no, that's it. Um, th- thanks everybody who's listening. It, it really does mean a lot. The, the listener base is growing. If you think that you know somebody who likes this show or who would like this show, um, please let them know about it because that's how we grow. Um, that'd be great. Also, I really enjoy hearing, uh, like, we obviously know that, like, I mean, <clears throat> we're both on fairly limited budgets and, like, games, unfortunately, sometimes have that gateway of cost. Um, but whenever people have reached out being like, Hey, I got this game because of your recommendation. Like, that's awesome. Yeah, like, it is really not cool. That, not that we're encouraging you to spend money if you don't want to, but 
I really love the fact, just like when you recommend, you know, anything else, like a show or a book and someone really likes it. Like, I love that people have reached out. Someone played Yumi Nikki. Uh, Amazing. That's awesome. <laughs> I was like, I, don't, I thought eight people played Yumi Nikki. Yeah. Um, so, like, if you do find a game that we liked or didn't like, but a game that we talked about that you enjoyed, like, we love hearing about that. Did they announce Yumi Nikki for Switch during that direct? Did they? I don't think so. I think Yumi Nikki, like a, a Yumi Nikki related thing got announced. It would have been much more horrifying. Oh, wait a minute. Dream Diary launching on Nintendo Switch. How did I miss this? A 3D reimagining of cult horror classic Yumi Nikki arrives on Switch on February 21st. <laughs> it comes out like tomorrow. What is what? <laughs> How did I miss this? I don't know. I also Dude. Anyway. I'm kind of iffy on it being a 3D remake because I think some of the horror came from like who made this an RPG maker? Who made like, this overnight. EXE file? Yeah, yeah. Um but I'm curious, man. Maybe maybe I'll check it out. I just got <laughs> I just got a targeted ad for Kingdom Hearts 3 and it said appreciate the details. Um oh. which is a weird like plug for the timeline, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. Um maybe maybe you- hold off on Yumi Nikki until we do our spooky season October episodes again. Mm, yeah, probably. That makes sense. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah, Yumi Nikki for those listening, it's it's a game where you explore a very troubled young woman's dreams and it's like the scariest thing i've played in my entire life and so on <laughs> listening to this was like that's what i want <laughs> but for real like it, you know we're happy that you can both enjoy the show and enjoy media that we're enjoying it's a very nice like collaborative experience yeah um, absolutely yeah and with that uh my name is steven hilger you could find me at steven hilger steven with ph my name is brendan bigley you can find me on the internet at brendan bigley goodbye Goodbye. <laughs> TWG, the worst garbage dot online.